Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but f- quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Come noises. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking Mark. Oh, my God. I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Peace coming, come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining The Best of the Worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at cobbscomedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick O. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. 
Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been regularly the... booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, – Colin – that Carl, sorry, uh, Carl. That's all right. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> like the uh, same level. We we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my mini radio shirt. An exclusive. Oh yeah. wow! Uh, Holy cow! Those what? you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegelman's wearing a mutiny radio comedy <laughs> festival in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's like the last year and a half. <gasps> um, we so. You can follow us on the YouTube, you can follow us on our podcast, or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo, donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is <laughs> titled Films. Uh -oh. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? What's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to 000. Uh, we have a really excited. Carl produces this yeah. show, did the theme song. He yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you when you, yeah, well, thank you for being there. I, being here, I mean, I have you here because you are a big time, hot shot headliner comedian. I was excited to get you, but the first thing I want to say is, when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah, you, G Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, very important. I come up uh, when you Google Gary Garcia. I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G Garcia, I pop right up. Now you were a epic, epic records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Oh <clears throat> uh, well. We had uh we had we had started what at the time was the first live hip hop band. Uh -huh. So it was uh you know live guitar, bass, drums, 
we had a live DJ and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who triggered the samples and I was the vocalist. Uh-huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. Uh, SSL for short. You know, now, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light, you know. I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there. First issue of Vibe. So it was very quick and we faded very fast. Well, we, that we, is still... We killed ourselves, really. We, we shot our own foot, feet off. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Y- yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh-huh. what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of when I, I was 22 at the time when we got signed we got signed uh for like 800,000 wow, it was yeah. a very large it was a very large uh, deal for you know a, a first time band and uh everything was looking really good but our heads blew up before the album did <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out i mean we were 22 we didn't have no guidance so you know here it is we're taking pictures i was in the first issue of vibe i played with Ziggy Marley i was playing with KRS wow. I played with Julian Lennon and you know you tend to, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yeah. the, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of, you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once uh-huh. we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warrior. Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit like a wild turkey doing 65 miles an hour in cruise <laughs> control. It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Uh-huh. They got one of my songs in there. Awesome. I got a couple of movies, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I, I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got Blackpool, know. which is very true. You can get Blackpool. <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get Blackpool. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out not to even let us in the door. Yeah. And we weren't we weren't let in the door. We could have probably broke through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was young. Now today I had kids and that stuff, start having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're yet. in your 50s like me, and you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now, your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot. So the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter, it slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more both shows. We do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before now, COVID, we had five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah, then well, well, the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with that. They do okay. a lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five, five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to, run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on, but I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's. Then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night! Good times, yeah. It was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going off. It was great, and each room was usually pretty well because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here. Unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh-huh. When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um, <laughs> Uh, Adam Gable, we run we run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like, we've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there is different because that's tourist also. And, yeah. and, but the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, freaking other countries. You'll get people mm-hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland and, in all these different countries. 
which is great when you when you do well because you know your stuff is universal. People from anywhere can you know can relate yeah, to it. Yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know, Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like, you know, uh Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually gonna follow you and become fans and and stick with you. Having having two fans in England is great. But it's not going to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, so the good yeah, thing about yeah. Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm -hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been, has been a blessing to me. You know, in so many ways. Even just the time. During COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere on the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City, there was nothing else open. No bars, no clubs, nothing. No live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people. And uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two one. shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Gotcha. Um, but I was, there was a point I was, I, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh -huh. um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour at night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night during, during the lockdowns. That's your so job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know? Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means I just want them to see me to go home and be like, oh, I didn't I didn't hear him say that tonight. This is Right, right. Now, you've also got this Rated G podcast, okay? And yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G. Garcia and then Rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know? And I yeah. think Brian... No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode, which is very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm -hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I've had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. Mm -hmm. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show, Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know they're what I'm saying? Like they're coming. making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. I'm Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my 100th episode. Which is very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh, Jimmy G from... Um, Murphy's Law on there. Ooh. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show, Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then, and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like they're making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. I'm now, you're no slouch yourself. You've even been on Showtimes. The show was called Billions. Tell me about that experience, how you got cast, <laughs> what happened there. That, that's, a, that's a lot more big. People always say you might have seen them on Billions. Yeah. People who don't know me did not see me on Billions. <laughs> because, you know, I basically you was in the background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at, I'm in a couple of movies pretending to talk. But people <laughs> who know me saw me on on billions like people who know me call me up like yo gee i just saw you on billions because <laughs> when we did this shoot i saw you know there were all these seats to the left and then to the right there were these two seats so i already knew i'm like that's where the main actors are going to be sitting you know <laughs> everyone else didn't pick up on that so of course i picked the seat right next to them and then everybody saw me do that so they all started jumping into the seats next to them and then <laughs> they moved everybody around but i got to sit right next to the dude so you see me throughout the whole scene so right. technically i was on showtime yeah, you know what I'm right. saying. So technically, I was on, you know, I was on billions, you know. Well, you got a great credit for opening. I made, up apparently, I made a, I made a an impact because they wanted to bring me back, uh -huh. and uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one because somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh -huh. background acting field. 
I'm always playing like a like a, a prison inmate. <laughs> uh, I had a role where they finally I was a recovering addict number three. <laughs> I was I was hoodlum number two. And what's crazy is when, whenever I go, I always go to wardrobe. And right when I walk up, you know, they'll look at me and go, "He's you're good, fine. just do it. You're fine, yeah. just do it. Even if I'm playing a recovering addict or or whatever, he's fine the way he is. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That is, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you should be offended and all at the same time be like, "Well, you know, the truth is I the mean, truth." The person's really good at picking the persons they want to play. Apparently, I look at, you know, what are you gonna do? You know. Okay, so now, how can people find you out there? on the internet, on social media, how do people, I mean, we can Google Gary G. Garcia. Is that the way to do it? Or you got to, uh, I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G. Garcia is, uh, my Instagram, my Facebook, uh, you can go to AC jokes. You know, they have, uh, all the house comedians there and all my links are there. But if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree and it'll link you to everything I, I do. It'll link uh -huh. you to the special. Uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on, um, it's Rated G with Gary G. Garcia and Brian Licata. But if you put in, just get into the Gary G. Garcia, it'll pop up. Yeah. Uh, okay. You just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube. I that's do. on, that's on anything where you can get, uh, yeah. where you can get podcasts. But uh, if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. <laughs> uh, my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes. Within well, minutes, see, yeah, within I, minutes I, that I put it on. <laughs> that's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it, you know. Yeah. It's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify, they have the videos as well. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, Spotify, you can now watch videos as well. Great. It's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty morning show every Monday at 7 in the morning. It's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty morning show. That's 100.7 FM. And you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google and it'll bring up the not even an app. It just brings up their page. Their you can listen live, and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show. Be scared. They can't control you if you if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? man. How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you because if they can't scare you, they can't control you, and that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, it's all through fear that we all look like. Right now, they're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them. We need them to to make all the decisions and protect us. You're never right. going to be fully protected. No one can fully protect you. Nope. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that can protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that can keep each other safe by being kind to each other and by, by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our best interests. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiment. Now, Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. There you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that... Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkity, plunkity, plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. In 1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Harold Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 83-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is Carl that? Davis? No. The addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So... I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it actually sounds like a movie mu music. Yeah. You know, doo -doo -doo. And as you watch the film with this music, as I have done, look at that ship. You see that ship? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost ship. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about ghost ships. Okay, I understand. Here is the original mammoth medicine show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary, Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers, Mary Powers. That's question. And she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here, don't let, don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took one sip of my 
tonic water and boom look at that boner look at that monkey boner this monkey will give us some funny stuff now that's flash who just stuck his head out and he is like oh excuse me i'm sorry she's speaking with flash right now the other dude is a real scumbag he's like the the muscle man of the show and um oh he's he's a real jerk i'll tell Um, you his giant is sandoni muscle man sandoni do you think he's the great sandoni no no he's he's the scumbag scumbag. now this is the sheriff jim hickory and jim hickory's got three sons but according to like as far as the world is concerned he only has two that's leo and olin you see him helping with the with the uh logs here yeah now look snap it breaks hold on hold on on, let me use my brute strength to bend the chain back now look Uh, look what they do i mean this seriously mike I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that. That's nuts. That's going to kill your back. They also yes! should, be, they should be singing Unchained Memory. <laughs> Unchained Loggery. <laughs> that makes me Skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the he third is. son. He is the, the youngest brother. son, and he is the wimpiest son, and he is our Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's, he's churning butter, Carl. Right. That'll be our first joke because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What a like, like he first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash. He's chewing. He's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're already into him. Oh, right. That's pretty clever. He is the the thing is, he doesn't look, it's on a kite. Uh, Isn't kite. that funny? Very clever. Very Rube Goldbergian. No, it's not. Yeah, in that every episode you're talking about the guy who made the mouse trap, right? Yeah, didn't you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking and the hot air from the congressman caused Boom. the food to rise? Uh. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now he is sad because it's like his father recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest. That was a Bonanza, wasn't it? They always piss on Haas. I, you know, you never watched I, Bonanza. Not really. I, I remember it was on. It was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing homesick from school. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the UFH channels at one point. Okay, so the first thing that happens is we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt for tonight's meeting. Now watch there's continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing uh-huh. and it switches the background. That is not the greatest of all time. Boom! <laughs> oh no. Oh no, the kite. Getting... Right. But it gets stuck in the roof. That's pretty clever. Unless it take a hundred takes. Now the the thing's really guided by a pole off camera, and we're gonna see its shadow, so watch because it'll okay. take Okay, here it comes. Wow. No, no, no. Here it is. There yeah. it goes. Yeah, I see it. Totally. But the thing is, it, it could look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in his right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and to, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Ooh. Essentially, the hoop. The, the, the what about Hoop? Are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like them. The Hoops don't like them? No. This guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left a daughter behind, too. Look Jeez. at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals until they got the <laughs> shot. They had... Now, look. You see, there's a little continuity area. He he error. He was chasing the pig, and now he was leaning against a fence. So, anyways, like he thinks he's taking his laundry. So he says, "That's my laundry. It's my dad's good shirt." Now, look, the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like, sort of like the ne'er to do well. But you'll see throughout this film that's not true at all. He is smart. He kicks ass. He fights. 
He is a yeah. true hickory. Yeah, man. Hick I'm I'm yeah, team hickory, good. man. Nice down the hill. Yeah. He didn't do it on purpose to trick him, but it happened. We I mean, ouch. Right. Now watch how watch this trick he'll do. He trips him, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Crazy. Now, this is very funny too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the napping guy is like, Who took my socks? You try to roll my wow. socks. <laughs> he... We'll never see this guy again. But sock him to me, guy. Now watch how he tricks um uh watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry. And it's not clear if he thinks it's his. I mean, he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say, thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. Hoops. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always no, Hoop. they called him Hoops. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh. It's another Hooper. The, now, this guy is the, the bad guy for the father. Oh. Two Hooper bad Daddy guys. Daddy Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You could call me Hooper. Uh, hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. It's going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you, we don't want no more trouble with these hickories. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicked Hank. Yeah. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son, is there good? So, a lot of movies nowadays with father issues, they're always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, dad, that's what you want to do. Right. That's right. just in this movie, right? None of that. He wants to be a hickory, he wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county. And uh, he wants to be one of them, and he he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no, he doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look, he no, has a string tied to the to the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right, it'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack. Yeah. Now look what. He's, see, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. <laughs> he tricked his dad. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted more jokes in this film than any of his films. So he hired eight gag men. Eight. Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Uh, son, I'm disappointed. Right. And now he'll start moping around. Damn it. And he'll like, he'll like do play pretend. They put on the sheriff's outfit. You'll see. So anyway, Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious. So he hired, I guess, okay, we would call them writers. Right. Writers. Yeah, he gag called, writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I'm not in the business. But if if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags by Tuesday. <laughs> I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like, when jokes are obvious, like, you think of a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before, and how it's not really plagiarism because you really didn't think it up on its own, your own, but you can't right. do it anymore. So it's like, I wrote this joke, and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and it makes me yeah. realize I could write for Jackie Gleason. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, I was at the wrong time in the wrong place. I still have never made that joke work on a, you know, to pull it out at an open mic. On maybe we'll, you and I will work on it. I'm sure. Look, so now he's like pretending he's a sheriff, and then he gets shamed. His father's looking at him. What are you doing, you little kid? You're not a sheriff. He's so good, Harold Lloyd. You know, we watch a lot of Buster. Huge hit. We watch a lot of Buster Keaton movies, and I kept calling him Harold Lloyd because I love Harold yep. Lloyd so much. Yep. Yeah. Now, we're watching this as we've been doing previous Januaries because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States, Thank any, you, film, Trump. 
Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got reactivated <laughs> during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were, were getting free shit like this, he would have. No way, man. Have, no way, he man. He's got to make money. It was be, it, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture, we discuss culture, it's in our life, it's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man, we talk, these are part of our lives. And yes. to tell these stories, at a certain point, the gatekeepers have to let go. They have to, it can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes indefinitely. It's not reasonable. The guy who really made, you might own the rights, but you didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been uh, making films, songs, books, and putting them in the public domain in the United States. Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't yeah, make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So they, Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films, is in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, the jazz singer. Yes. Metropolis. The first talkie. The first talkie. So, the whole thing was in a talkie, just portions. Just the, just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his, uh, on his face. Wrecked hey, his own legacy and had no idea that it was going to. Okay, so. The medicine show stopped by and said, who signs the permits? He goes, the sheriff signs the permits, but he's not going to be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town. So they see Harold Lloyd as, you know, he's pretending to be the sheriff and he's, he's playing, you know, he's on the porch. And they say, this guy's a fucking rube. We'll get him to sign the permit. And that's what they're uh, doing right now. They're, they're, they don't really they're know him. they're scamming him, but they are scamming him. But it's not legit. He's not the sheriff. He's a hickory, so it oh, will it be legit. What a dumbass hickory. Yeah. Hickory dickory suck my dock. <laughs> oh! Oh! The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one, the other got away. I like that one. Oh, yeah? I don't know what, yeah, where'd you get that? From a guy named Bill Aronson who goes to every Scottish show. He's a big pain in the butt. But okay. every now and then he writes Name a names. Name names. That's Why a not? Joke. Why not? This guy's a jerk. He should be called out. He goes and annoys all the comics. He thinks they're his friends. He goes into the back at the comics table and goes, hi, hi, and he just he like monopolizes their time. I want to talk so to him. I want his side of the story. I want to hear his side of the story. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. His uh, wife is Nancy Aronson, and she's a very nice, nice person. So is he giving him brownies? Thank you for the brownies. <laughs> so he's – okay, the chairman's saying we've collected all the money from the town for the dam, so we'll give it to the person we trust the most, our sheriff. But Hooper, you know, is not thinking he's trustworthy, and he goes, what's that – what are you going to do with the money? We're just setting it up. He's going to be the pain-in-the-ass bad guy throughout the film. Ah, uh, the hoop. You know, this movie, if it had Hoopers and Sullivans, I'd be like, look out, Hoop. Sully's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, I guess you could do Hick. and Okay, so here's the medicine show, and here is our hero. It's Mary. Would you drink? Would you go to a medicine show and get snake oil and drink it? Well, is the year 1830, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, and I just trust everything I hear? Yeah, I would yeah. buy that. I want to be a He-Man. Well, that's the thing. Like, what are they promising? They're promising a boner, aren't they? Back in the no, 1830s. Okay, so, <laughs> so the San, um, 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 Santoni, uh, Sandoni, San, not the great Sandoni. Sandoni will be a muscle man, and he'll be the example. This is what it can do for you. Now, look, he's pretty much going to rape Mary. Right. How can that be? They're partners in a medicine show. They've known each other all this time. You know what I mean? Like, how could he? And why is it this moment? By mistake, hit Mary on the ass. Oh, holy cow. She's beautiful. I like this guy. (laughs) It does convey, yeah. I like the bow tie. Very important to wear a bow tie in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's 1830. That's as much a tie as a regular tie. I'm going out to the forest. Don't forget to wear your bow tie. 
Now here comes Sandoni and he sees what's going on. Mary sees it and says, uh-oh, this guy will protect me. Uh, yeah. Better now this is course. either the sixth or seventh Harold Lloyd film that she's been the main squeeze, okay? Nice. Now this will be the last one that she's in. Now she has this supporting role in a film called Wings and the internet raves about Wings. Okay, he's got a stick, but he doesn't see the snake. Of course, Sandoni does. So he thinks he, he scared him off. Right. Oh, right, because he's so waving the snake at him. But Mary does, and that's one of the reasons she likes him. Is he going to look down and go, Exactly right, Mike. You could have been a gag man. Oh, right. I was number eight. Put a snake on it. You know, what's funny is most all of the gags got cut. Even though he worked so hard to make so many little jokes in this thing, they didn't help the plot. They didn't move it along. Now, they're really sort of intimately touching for 1870s, 1850s, you know? Sure. So they're like both nervous. Mr. Hickory, I don't know how to thank you. Well, I have an idea. Uh-huh, right. The old Hickory log. Actually, it's a love thing. Who told you my name? Oh, the Hickories are famous. You signed. You signed away your lead, uh, your deed. Don't you remember? Hick, I, when I was in grade school, we the Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse <laughs> my dock. Oh yeah, I used to go to the Hickory Barn out in Willowbrook Mall and <laughs> get samples. You know that it would probably be rural at this time. I want you to know this whole film was shot in California, but it's rural. Yeah. This is today's um it's it's Glendale Burbank and near Pasadena. You know that's not rural today. No, it's not rural at all. And yeah, it is funny because you watch a lot of silence and there are like people walking around the forest and you're like, yeah. Wow, that's where we're, where the story takes place? Okay. But it's usually because it's outside the field. You that's had mentioned had, yeah. You mentioned wings and uh that she's in it. Wings also came out in nineteen twenty seven. It is considered uh -huh. It's known because it's the first Oscar winner for Best Picture. Ah, oh, I see. It's about World War One, I think. Okay, I have to tell you something. You see how we're elevating with his yeah. climbing? Yeah, this that's pretty impressive. Innovation. Yeah. This, they put the camera on a literal elevator that they made. It's pretty cool. Now, look, it's really cute. He gets up higher because she's going down a hill. And she's like, what's your name? He goes, Mary. So look, now she disappears below the hill, and he thinks of another question. So he goes up higher. Yeah, and there goes the elevator. Second floor. Tree Where branches. do you live? Yeah, second floor. Locations of trees. Where, Where do you, do you live? live? <laughs> and a man down by the river. <laughs> oh, in a horse and carriage down by the river. Yeah. There she goes, disappearing down the hill. But he thinks of another question. Hey! Uh oh, elevator. This is really funny. Yeah. And Harold Lloyd, look what he's doing. He's climbing a tree like it's so nonchalant. A real tree. Now, this guy was just like Buster Keaton in that he would do all his own stunts and everything. It was very pantomime -y. Uh Watch this. Watch this. So it's like he won't Whoa. really be falling all that elevation. But it doesn't make it safe. As a matter of fact, he will go on to lose his thumb. He lost his thumb after this film? Yes. There was a bomb, literal bomb, that he thought was a prop. He's like, ooh, he lost his fucking thumb. So in future movies, they put a glove on him, and it was really realistic. You didn't understand that he lost his thumb. You never saw it on screen. So fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's great. I love Buster Keaton. I mean, uh, Harold Lloyd. <laughs> You're doing it again, but in reverse. You know, so one of the things, my, my father was able to get a box set of Harold Lloyd's uh, collection. So it was uh -huh. silent movies and his talkies. And his talkies are not bad. They aren't bad. There's some decent comedies in there. And one of the things that Harold Lloyd did, and they included in the box set, he, he, he had his shit together compared to the other silent movie stars. Like, he owned oh, the rights yeah. to his films. That's why there's an estate... And that's he had his own uh, estate in, in Los Angeles. 
and he called it Green Acres. It's no longer cool. owned by the family. But one of the, his things he liked to do was 3D photography. And the box set included his original photography. You would wear the 3D glasses, the red and green ones, and oh. you could see them in 3D. Now watch his creative way, just like the laundry. This is how he does dishes. Oh, God, what a great way to do dishes. He spins. <laughs> yeah, he puts the thing so it will naturally unspin. Once again, though, he doesn't, you know, like... He got this from my TikTok video, instructional video. <laughs> Life hack. Life hack. Now watch how he'll put them away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's just gonna put the shelf there, and then yeah. <laughs> if only. Now watch. He just lifts it. Now he will dry his dishes. Oh, with the heat. Now I think that's a wood shelf, right? Uh huh. Right under a flame. You get that charbroiled plate. <laughs> this tastes great. Did you? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it smoked ham? No, that's the plate, sir. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. is. What I mean, a genius! Now, what they're doing is they're signing the rule. Uh, the like. Dear uh, sir. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. They're signing a letter that, like, we want to do the dam. I've got all the money. Dear straight treasurer, and basically all the hickories will sign it, except for guess who? Uh, bus, uh, Harold? Yeah. No, Dad. But then they'll say, isn't that cute? He wants to sign. Well, hey, you're a hickory, and he will sign, and he'll do it with the biggest John Hancock of the whole thing. Hickory, dickory, and duck is how he signs it. <laughs> so... He's saying, what do you think of the letters, boys? And the other two give their opinion. And then, like, Harold Lloyd just plays along. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. I concur. He's trying so hard to be a hickory boy. You see how he keeps on not being able to sign it? Now, it's a Love little it. endearing how they're like, isn't that cute? He goes, Dad, shouldn't I sign? He goes, okay, oh. sure thing, son. <laughs> yeah, he is a hickory. Put your John Hickory right here. Jesus Christ, Harold Hickory. Yeah. Now, all of their names, you know, he's Harold Lloyd, and the other guy is Jim Hickory. His real name is, um, oh, no, it's not true. No, it's not true. Leo Wills is Leo Hickory. Olin Francis is Olin Hickory. Well, I was going to say how neat it was that their first name of all the actors was their first name in the film, but it's really not true. It wasn't so, good for them because they meet a Blair Witch later on. Yes. What? So here, it's like, you guys come into the medicine show? It says, medicine show? Who gave permission for a fucking medicine show? And then they're going to real. did you? No, sir. Did you? No, sir. Well, that's there it. The hickories. Yeah. So it's like, son... Gulp. Gulp. I better drink some of this snake oil. Glug, 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 glug. So he marches his son back in there and says, did you give permission for me? He goes, yes, I did, Dad. He goes, ah, oh, so you're a sheriff now, eh? Okay. He deputizes him and he says, then go shut down the show. Whoa. That'll, that'll be his charge to go down there and kick out the medicine show that he let in. Mary, Mary, you got to close up the medicine show. Quite contri what you're doing run DMC again. Right? Yeah, do you want to play that? Mary, Mary. <laughs> who's your daddy? Oh, look at that. Darn Broadway. That's weak. Was there a Broadway in 1927? Of course. Broadway Melodies in 1927. Run DMC. Mary Mary. No, you're not. Well, you said. No. We got so busted for playing it's tricky. Yeah, so we can't be heard in Indonesia. But that's our fan base. We have a restriction in Germany. Oh, our German listeners. Why are you bugging? Okay. Okay, finally. Show, and we have the lamest entertainment ever. A horrible, horrible Mary Dance. Now listen, man. Mary Dance is what I'll take. Back in the Back in the Bakersfield and Burbank, that's, mm -hmm. that's lovely, lucky to get a very dance. Now, here is He-Man, and this is what the medicine 
is going to do for you. Now, look, he can't get through because he's a wimpy, wimpy little hickory. Yeah, it's easy, fellas. So, look, he gets sure. an idea. Like, some dog... Cro you see, that guy pushed right through. Oh, so he's, he's doing the butt. Right I figured now, he just climb over everybody like they're trees. Now, look, he walked in. Now he's walking out, and that walks Harold out. Huh? Damn it. it. It's as funny as Buster Keaton. Now, look, this dog gives him an idea. Oh, hey. just the There he go. No Harold Lloyd always claimed this to be his favorite amongst all his films. In later years, he proudly screened the film in select theaters and film schools. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad movie so far, right? It's it's and it was a huge hit. This made him the biggest box office draw in 1927. Wow, and we are talking Metropolis and jazz singer. And Yeah. 